The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Would you like to know how to make better decisions for your business, your people, or yourself? Do you want to recognize when you make errors of judgment that cause the quality of your decisions to drop, and when you are moving away from, not closer to, your goal? Welcome to Because There's More with Laura Ellis. For the next hour, Laura and her guests will share experiences and insights that will challenge and stretch your thinking, help you recognize your biases, and ultimately guide you towards more predictable and accurate decisions. You'll walk away from this show feeling better informed, more inspired, and a lot more confident about your next big decision. Now, here's your host, Laura Ellis. Hello, I'm Laura Ellis, and this is Because There's More, the show that takes a closer look at decision-making. Thank you for tuning in. I'm delighted to be here with you for another show, um, especially because for myself, I know I have another great week ahead. Every Monday morning, I have the good fortune of starting the week by talking to people who are exceptional what they do, but also have the passion and generosity of spirit to share with us insights that would lead to better business decisions. My guest today is Kevin Layton, a digital marketing expert who agreed to join me and share with us insider intel on high-impact ways to spur sustained revenue growth through digital marketing. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thanks for having me, Laura. I really appreciate being here with you today. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to a very informative show, especially since uh, digital marketing has been uh, a challenge for me. Um, Last week, I talked to Gloria McDonald about how she empowers people to build the lives they want to build. And I would say, from my perspective at least, that was a discussion focused on the role of the mindset uh, and what the mindset does in helping us achieve our personal and professional success. As far as I can see, then if I am to differentiate, your input today informs better decisions around building a skill set and precisely that of building a digital marketing machine to help businesses and individuals get noticed and ultimately grow in spite of the aggressive online competition. But as I said, that's my perspective. What do you hope your impact to be on the audience today? Now, thanks, Laura. I, I plan to share with you what we have learned about successful digital marketing and advertising. We've been doing it for over six years at Data Dynamics. I'm going to give your audience an inside look at what is important to be successful with their own digital marketing campaigns. Uh, is, can I tell you a little bit about Data Dynamics? Sure, absolutely. Please do. Um, we work with large ad agencies and media companies and TV, radio, and print. Many of your listeners may know uh, Gannett or Tribune, right? Yeah. I, I think that's probably fair. They're big, big media companies. Well, we work with over 140 similar media outlets in total. We work behind the scenes. We partner with and train their large sales forces on how to sell digital advertising. 
But we don't stop there. We, we train them on how to sell digital products, and then their sales teams partner with local advertisers like car dealers and builders and universities and hospitals to, to sell them ad packages. And after they close the sale, Data Dynamics deploys many of their campaigns. We guarantee the results so that media sales reps don't have to answer objections. And the cool thing about what we do is we show our new customers how to get 100 campaigns a month quickly, and that adds to a million in earnings to their bottom line for the year. Mm. That that's amazing. So so you basically, um, you know, if I use a, a known term, you actually train uh, the trainer, like you, you work to uh, elevate the, uh, the skill set of the people who should have the skill set in that area in the first place. Would that That's be a exactly fair? Right. right. Uh, amazing. So we, obviously you need to know a lot, right? Exactly. We, we train them so that they can sell better and it works as a win-win for us and for the media companies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used earlier the term "building your digital marketing machine" because that is, in fact, the name of your uh, of your book. Um, when, when will we have access to the book, and how can we get it? Our book is available now, and it's free. Oh. To anyone anyone can get it by going to our website, www.data-dynamics.com. And then follow the media tab to download the book. And we're giving it away because it's an important resource that we feel that actually will help our, our clients and, and ourselves do better in, in delivering advertising campaigns. Yeah, and and I think you and I talked just before the show started about that. I think it's it's great that you actually help people make their their first or early decisions about what kind of organizations they need to work with, because um, a lot of us end up in uh, situations we've never been before, and there isn't that much availability of. Um, advice from people who've already been through that. So it's not easy today to get that first glance into what it is about, how how do you do it. So I think that's very uh, laudable and I'm definitely going to get my hands on one and and go through it uh, step by step. So can you summarize for us what what can we expect to find in there? And, And of course, if you can even differentiate what's What's different in your book than other materials on the same topic? I'd be glad to. Uh, our ebook, Building Your Digital Marketing Machine, it, it's divided into six essential parts. Um, and I think a lot of books that I've seen miss the most important one, the part one, which is how to create a really strong digital foundation. It's the importance of branding. It's the importance of brand consistency. It's, it's all of the traditional lessons learned in advertising and media that works. And so we first focus on strong digital foundation. Part two is how to set a 12-month campaign strategy. What are the different channels that you can use? Part three is how to rev up your digital marketing machine. And that's where we talk about targeting and actually identifying who your customers are and figuring out how to tune a sales funnel. Part four discusses the tools to use so you can stand back and watch it run. Part five then is on tuning the machine for even better results. And finally, part six is about how to measure the performance so that you know how your digital marketing machine is performing. Um, 
focus on these six parts is really what makes digital marketing successful. And it's true, and it's the same regardless if you're a multi-million dollar media company or a solopreneur or a small mom and pop brick and mortar. What we describe does work in time for everyone who's consistent and persistent in getting their message out. Yeah, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. And like I said, I can't wait to to read the book. Um, tell me, uh, you you mentioned that uh, in in your um, in your perspective, a lot of the uh, books out there on digital marketing uh, miss the first part that you describe uh, as uh, creating a strong digital foundation. Any insight as why this is happening? I mean. Um, in your experience, why do you think that is left out? Is it not considered important, or what do you think happens there? I believe um, many companies, many brands, struggle with who they are. You know, they struggle with their being choice. They struggle with what their differentiator is. And right from the beginning, that differentiation, that branding, that messaging comes through in any advertising. We see a lot of brands who are not very well known who are shouting, uh, buy me, buy me, and, um, and they're trying to get people to buy from them before they even educate them about who they are, what they believe in, and why people should work with them. And online, you need to have trust before you have a customer relationship. Yeah. So, um, w- would you say that um, other books that don't uh, emphasize this, um, they don't do it because they don't understand the importance of that? It- it's interesting what you said, and I'm asking a question, and here I go into uh, elaborating uh, my own thoughts on that, but it's interesting what you said that a lot of the organization don't know their own brand, because I advise businesses um, on different uh, areas, and, and I often find that even large corporations um, struggle, especially after a period uh, where they more or less transform their business, struggle to define um, what their brand is. I mean, we know the name, but it's interesting when they start looking at the market um, how differently different uh, client segments uh, define that. And there's definitely a huge challenge for small organizations. Like I advise other clients on on that, not because I'm a brand expert, but because I I realize the importance of, of defining your brand and what you stand for. Yet I've had huge challenges with my own organization. Um, it's been taking me two years and I'm still struggling to define the brand and what I offer the clients, because, particularly because I'm offering uh, a new concept. So that's very, very interesting um, observation. Um, and that's so, a typical issue that we see in any campaign. The messaging is, is confusing. The messaging is mixed up. They can't tell necessarily who you are from one message to the next, from your email to your social to your, um, to your websites and landing pages. So yeah. it's important to actually have that consistency yeah, and then yeah. to be persistent. Sure. And, and what I find interesting, and again, it's uh, um, you you know, uh, this is something that I'm passionate about, the, the decision-making, how our brain 
operate, um, how brains operate. Uh, what I find extremely interesting is that the person who creates the concept or those that uh, create the brand in their minds in the very beginning uh, may Lack, perhaps, is a strong word, but they they don't have the the same clarity in translating that brand um, to the audience. They don't know how to speak the language of the audience, and and for me personally, that has been a a challenge because what I want to put out there is not what they what people who hear it get, and then. Uh, the other challenge is that you get carried away because you think, okay, well, let me ask people, what do they hear? And then you find yourself that uh, you don't know yourself as the maker, what your brand was in the first place. Do you yeah, find you that? You end up actually swirling a little bit around what people are telling you and trying to listen to the multitude instead of listening to the majority. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. So let me share more with the audience, uh, Kevin, about uh, uh, the experience and achievements that have come to life inside the book and, and of course, uh, uh, who you are uh, uh, today and how you came here. So you are the CEO of Data Dynamics, a premier source of demographic data, a go-to partner for delivering digital marketing campaigns, as you describe. Combining vision, experience, and fervor for life, you fearlessly lead the data dynamics team because you bring an extensive background for building businesses and helping them grow through a variety of digital marketing strategies. You have traveled the world, done businesses in over 35 countries, and you have lived in Germany, Australia, and the Czech Republic. Good for you, Kevin. Um, you have multiple award-winning teams, and you have worked for leading names such as Lockheed Martin, GE, SRA International, and SAP Census. You're also a, um, um, a notable inspiration speaker on digital marketing, international business, and business strategy. You have held several C-suite executive positions and have been recognized for your commitment to excellence with a number of honors and accolades that include Aviation's Week's Program Excellence Award, Lockheed Martin Nova Team Award, the Australian Institute of Program Management, Program Management Award, and there's a number of others that just to let you talk more about your experience, I'm not going to go into, but it suffice to say that it's a very impressive pedigree um, and that I can't wait to hear from you. How did it all start? What key decisions did you make to arrive to the point where you are today? Well, I think that actually there's one key decision that actually twisted things into shape for where I am today. So I, I grew up in Pennsylvania dairy country. I was a farmhand for seven years and in 1981, I was enrolled at Penn State in dairy science, of all things. <laughs> I, I loved all the aspects of the dairy business. It wasn't about milking cows for me. It was about selling milk and crops and being my own boss. I had mm -hmm. one small issue. My family, nor I, owned a farm. That's a, actually a pretty daunting issue. <laughs> and so over the summer before I started my freshman year, I did the math on how much it was going to cost to buy my farm, and then I figured out how long it was going to take for me to pay for it without profit. So I switched my major to computer science and never looked back. It uh, turned out to be one of my best business decisions, <laughs> actually. Um, and so after that, 
I think I'm a good example for your previous guest, Gloria McDonald. I understood early on that my mindset was the most important thing in achieving personal and professional success. I've been single-minded in achieving what I set out to do when I was a junior in college, which was, number one, travel the world. Check. Number two, give a kid a second chance. Check. I've got two adopted kids in addition to two natural-born sons and a stepson. My two adopted kids are out of foster care. My son, Jason, when he was eight, and my daughter, Crystal, when she was five. They're now 34 and 30. Oh, wow. Number three... Yeah, thank you. Um, They're a blessing. Number three, build really cool systems and companies. Check. And data dynamics is is one of the best. And number four, be an author, teacher, and speaker. And I've been gathering material all my life, so I'm sure that phase of my life is on the way. So having that focus when I was actually raking uh, Hayfield in Pennsylvania as a junior in college and knowing that that's what my life was going to be about, really set the stage for what the universe has given me back. Yeah, that's that's so impressive. You know, I, I uh, uh, no matter who I have on, on uh, the show, and I say no matter, but I make choices, Kevin. Uh, it's a decision. They don't just end up on my show because they, were, ha- they had nothing better to do. But I'm so humbled by... Uh, by the people that I bring on the show. And uh, what you've just described is just uh, continuing to to feed my passion for wanting to bring people like yourself on the show who share both their experience, but uh, showing that we can be both uh, amazing professionals and amazing human beings. I'm totally humbled. Thank you for sharing that. We have a couple of minutes to uh, the break, uh, but but what I'd like to do when we come back is talk to you more about how did you end up in digital marketing and, and of course, get deeper into that whole um, uh, area that it's been a number of years now that people have engaged in digital marketing, yet sometimes it feels like we know just as little today as we did in the very beginning because somehow the the forces and the conditions may have changed, yet our approach hasn't, or that's at least how it feels to me. So everyone out there, don't go away. I'll be back with Kevin to talk more about digital marketing and how you can leverage it to grow your business. So don't go away. We'll be back soon. it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Are you a CEO, a board director, or an entrepreneur looking to have more control over the future of your organization? If the answer is yes, you need Tab Ignite. Our approach is unique, intelligent, and it works. Our solution is exclusively positioned to guarantee the results you seek for your business because we make it simple for you to tap our advisor's expertise and experience and make accurate business decisions. 
Ask Tab Ignite to work for you at tabignite at trustedadvisoryboard.com and make your next decision the first of many best decisions for your company. Do you believe in the value you bring to an organization? Have you been overlooked for a promotion because you think differently than your peers? Do you know that you can and will make a difference to the business? Let Tab Advanced be your personal advisory board and help you make different, better decisions about your career. Our team is customized to your successful advancement and hones in on when, why, and how you make those decisions. Build a more fulfilling career. Contact us today at advance at trustedadvisoryboard.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into Because There's More with host Laura Ellis. To connect with our program today, please send Laura an email to lellis at trustedadvisoryboard.com. Now, back to Because There's More. Hello, I'm Laura Ellis, and this is Because There's More, the show that takes a closer look at decision-making. And I'm here today with Kevin Layton, who's an expert in digital marketing, uh, who already told us that uh, should you be interested in learning more about how to set up your digital marketing campaigns to be uh, successful and grow your business, there is a book available on their website, www.data.com slash dynamics with x.com it will be on my website for the uh, radio show as well and you can go to the media tab to download the book and i think that's amazing um so kevin you were sharing with us uh, things about decisions that brought you to where you are today uh what i'd like to talk more about is how did you make the decision to develop expertise in digital marketing well that's actually a story about a horse laura <laughs> um, I love horses. <laughs> sometimes we don't exactly know how we're going to be blessed with our next experience. We just know that we are looking for a change in our lives. And so it, uh, I'll start back in 2009. I bought my wife, Lynn, a horse for our first anniversary. And that led us to meet the founder of Data Dynamics, Brent Fankhauser. Brent founded Data Dynamics in 1999 and was also the president of a therapeutic riding program at the ranch where we boarded Lynn's horse, and we all became friends. By 2013, I'd been traveling every week, Monday to Friday, for seven years, and I was ready to stop for a while. I had traveled to San Jose, San Diego, and Virginia, and for three of those years to the Czech Republic every week. I got home every weekend. After all, I had a new wife and, and kids at home. And, and so in, I became focused on working from Denver, but I didn't know how, I was going, how that was going to happen. But when you focus on something, the universe always says yes. And so my decision really was around, I need to find a great opportunity close to home. And then in the summer of 2013, Brent asked me to take a look at Data Dynamics and see what I would do to grow it to the next level. Um, I had experience in building businesses and on sea level, so I actually put together uh, a strategic growth plan. And from there, he asked me to execute it as CEO. And i got to say, it's quite an honor to take it to number 1226 on the Inc. 5000 list this year. And so 
that's really how I decided to develop an expertise in digital marketing. It all had to do with a horse. Yeah, that's amazing. A great story. And thank you for, for sharing it with us. So what do you think that um, uh, attracts you to, to this field? And what do you, um, what fascinates you? What interests you? Uh, because I would say um, I find it quite fascinating myself. Yeah, I appreciate that. It is an amazing field. And, and honestly, if the, if the opportunity hadn't matched my interest, it would not have been right. But in a crazy way, I guess Intel, to identify the right customer and targeting them with campaigns, is a lot like the government Intel and defense programs I worked on, but without the spies and missiles. <laughs> um, but really, what attracted me is, number one, it's a market where there's a lot of growth potential, unlike the big system government work I used to do. Number two, it's becoming more and more high-tech, and I get to use my skills from building those big systems to get ahead of our competition. And number three, Data Dynamics is a great company, and the trajectory was already there to be on the Inc. 5000 list. And so I joined, and I said yes, because I wanted to be a part of that. Yeah, that's that's good um, um, insight into what, what the company does and how you came to, um, uh, to that field. You said something earlier that I really loved hearing because um, I um, I share with my clients those uh, point of views and I try to lower barriers in thinking. Again, it's all about helping people leverage their brains better. Um, you talked about uh, the, the principles in the book are applicable to um, company of all sizes. So whether you're a startup, whether you're solopreneur, whether you're a global organization, corporation, um, you believe the same um, uh, principles apply. How did you come to that uh, conclusion? Well, we work with a lot of ad agencies and media companies, over 140. And we deploy across many key markets, auto, real estate, education, health, politics, political uh, campaigns, professional services, and retail. So we know that it applies to all of those different markets and those types of businesses. We see successes in each one of those verticals. Um, and our offerings really revolve around three key discriminators. Can I tell you what they are? Of course, please do. Okay, so first we have a database of over 230 million double opt-in consumer email and direct mail addresses with full geographic and demographic selects like hobbies, interests, and household income. Number two, we have over 40 million business-to-business -business email addresses and do a significant amount of business-to-business -business campaigns. And number three, we have a full programmatic ad buying platform uh, for web, social, mobile, and video advertising. With these three key discriminators, we can run campaigns for any market across any channel. And all of it applies regardless of the business and regardless of the size. So I have my own perspective uh, in uh, my, my own answer, of course, in what I'm going to ask you uh, next. But do you find that you actually um, can leverage, I mean, it, it's an advantage that you work with so many different types of organizations. And do you find that you can leverage information from uh, working with uh, uh, 
well, not necessarily you directly working with a solopreneur, but but from different industry. And you know, tell me about that and what's your perspective? Uh, the the fact that you work with so many different uh, industries and sectors and size of businesses is that a plus? Uh, and if so, in what way? It is definitely a plus because we we see that um, there are certain verticals that do very well and they can be a model for the others. So um, as an example, the auto industry is one of the earliest adopters of digital marketing. And we deploy more campaigns for them than any other vertical through the media companies we work for. Do you, do you remember the Cash for Clunkers program? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was when the government was offering cash to buy back vehicles because the auto industry was in trouble. Well, the auto industry was at an all-time low in 2009, and they had to reinvent themselves. And they were one of the earliest discoverers of digital advertising to reduce their advertising spend. And, And then at the same time, the iPhone came out, which allowed people to see ads on their phones. Well, with our program, recently an auto dealer in Idaho sold 46 automobiles in two weeks with direct attribution to our strategies, which means that's a million dollars in inventory moved for a $10,000 spend. And when you compare that to to traditional media, it's a steal. And so what the auto industry does well is, like I said before, they are consistent in their brand and they are persistent with their advertising. And those two things keep them in the forefront of people's minds when they decide to go buy a car. And whether you're a solopreneur or a mom and pop, if you're in the front of your mind of your consumer, that's where they're going to go to shop. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 you know, again, as you're talking, I keep thinking of the relevance of, uh, of the information that is extremely relevant and, and multifaceted. But um, let's say before I, I talked to you today, I would have never um, uh, thought of, of telling a client who is in financial services to look at uh, car manufacturing as a, as a model for how they use data, um, uh, digital marketing. And, and I think that's a fascinating thing of the work that I do, that once again, I try to lower those barriers and, the, and people's um, expectations of what uh, they should look at and what they shouldn't look. You know, as, uh, when you work as a consultant, and I don't know, tell me if you experience this, but when you work as a consultant, the first thing a client asks, how much knowledge do you have of my industry? And time after time, I try to educate people and sometimes not get clients by that, but try to educate people that if you're trying to do something new, if you want to stand out, you don't need to look or, or stay away from looking at your own industry because guess what? Everyone else is doing the same. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Diversity is, is, is an incredible blessing in all walks of life and in all walks of business. And so it really is impressive when you've got people who are forward-thinking who actually get outside of their industry to look at um, adjacent markets and figure out strategies that are working for them and how to apply it into their industry. And we see it frequently, but I think, um, you know, you you see that in successful companies. Um, But it's almost like I have friends who still live in the same county in Pennsylvania who've never 
even ventured out, let alone gone over overseas. And so we do get stuck in our own small mindset sometimes because that's what we feel safe in. Yeah, um, yeah. And somehow showing people the vision of what it can be if they apply some other um, successful industries thinking to their own, I think that's the most important part is building that vision for them. And yeah. you're so right that it really does come down to the same thing across all of them, branding, messaging, targeting, you know, identifying who your customer is, and make sure you're differentiating yourself. Yeah. It's interesting, again, to me, for me to reflect, and, and uh, I do that all day long because I, I spend my time thinking, how can I help my clients think better? How can, I, how can I make them, as individuals, better use their brain, uh, but also uh, strengthen that business brain that is, is bigger and greater than the collective of each uh, brain of them. So it's interesting to me when I observe that we tend to um, overcomplicate things that are quite uh, simple. You know, the, the concept of branding, it's really the same, or, or at least from my perspective, Kevin, um, whether you're a business and and you uh, you brand yourself, uh, whether you're talking about the, the vision or your product, it, there's almost like there's a repetition in everything we do across businesses, across personal um, development, professional development. So when it comes to it, one of my personal uh, challenges is that so many people out there try to uh, distinguish themselves by reinventing and complicating the uh, the world rather than simplifying it. Yet, when it comes to now, let's complicate it or let's let's see how complex it is by looking into what's possible outside of our sphere. Um, there's a lot less of that being done. So. Um, here, I'm, I'm sharing some thoughts. I don't know what your perspective would be on that. Well, I see that um, you know our clients really have the same challenges, regardless of what their vertical is, um, and and many times that correlation that we see in their challenges is directly reflected in their budgets and the budgets that they have um, to do with their success. The more consistent and persistent you are the better your success. Auto dealers typically run twice a month with us throughout the entire year, and other verticals have smaller advertising budgets, but it's hard to remain persistent and consistent if you are a mom-and-pop brick-and-mortar with pennies to work with. And so it, it is one of those situations where, you know, you've got to spend more to get more, and if you do have an advertising budget, then digital is a great um, addition for, for actually uh, – overcoming those challenges. Yeah. Do you have, I mean, I know the, uh, I'm making a bit black and white here, but would you say that there is a, um, a successful um, percentage of uh, investment or, or from the total revenue that people should at least consider that they invest in advertising? I Rather than say there's a particular um, dollar amount, I, I would say that you know, the larger dollar amounts allow you to reach more people, right? Um, mm -hmm. So if you have a very large budget, TV is going to potentially, Super Bowl is going to for sure reach the most people in a short period of time, right? But if you have a limited budget, 
you can always reduce the number of people that you're trying to target as new customers and start there. But um, so instead of you know 100,000 people to broadcast a message to, start with 1,000. Start with your own customer list and, and broadcast to them. And, but do it consistently over 12 months and try to talk to them every two weeks. So um, I, I think the most important thing is consistency and persistency rather than the size of budget. But when, when people get involved, it also takes time. And so that, that time commitment is, is really important in the overall aspect of success as well. Yeah, and and you talk that the challenges are the same, and we have about three minutes to the break. So if you can just give us a high level uh, description of uh, what are those uh, key challenges? Yeah, there's two key challenges that we see. We call them first the one and dones, and the second we call the um, you know setting proper expectations. And I'm looking forward to going through those with you. Yeah, that, that's excellent. And we'll talk more um, after the break. I, um, I wanted to know, um, do you find there's a difference, in, and here I am almost contradicting what I said earlier, but do you find the approach to um, uh, digital marketing is different between companies who have an, an actual product, it's, it's a tangible product like a car, versus an organization that deals with concepts? and services and you know yeah it is slightly different um and and i but i would say that even if you're a services company your product is your voice and it's your authority and that product has got to be easily condensed and describable so that your audience understands who you are yeah that um, absolutely is a message that keeps coming back to me after two years of, of being in business that I'm still not finding the, the best way to describe. And that's a challenge when you create something completely new. But uh, absolutely, I'd love to talk more about those uh, challenges and how they manifest and what your organization um, recommends for, um, uh, you know, or what your organization does to help their clients um, overcome those challenges because some of the um, main purpose of having this show, Kevin, is that people hear direct examples of how others in similar situations have um, uh, dealt with the situation, what worked, uh, what didn't, which, again, I take pride in, in providing because as a behavioral scientist, I know that it's one thing to, to read in a book do this, do the other, um, and it's another thing to actually implement it. Things get a lot more complicated, especially since every minute of the day we make hundreds of decisions that sometimes we know that and control, and a lot of the times we don't. So don't go away. We'll be back with Kevin to talk more um, around the challenges and the solutions he's helped customers win. Um, so... We'll be back in two minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you believe in the value you bring to an organization? Have you been overlooked for a promotion because you think differently than your peers? Do you know that you can and will make a difference to the business? 
Let Tab Advanced be your personal advisory board and help you make different, better decisions about your career. Our team is customized to your successful advancement and hones in on when, why, and how you make those decisions. Build a more fulfilling career. Contact us today at advance at trustedadvisoryboard.com. Are you a CEO, a board director, or an entrepreneur looking to have more control over the future of your organization? If the answer is yes, you need Tab Ignite. Our approach is unique, intelligent, and it works. Our solution is exclusively positioned to guarantee the results you seek for your business because we make it simple for you to tap our advisor's expertise and experience and make accurate business decisions. Ask Tab Ignite to work for you at tabignite at trustedadvisoryboard.com and make your next decision the first of many best decisions for your company. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned into Because There's More with host Laura Ellis. To connect with our program today, please send Laura an email to lellis at trustedadvisoryboard.com. Now, back to Because There's More. Hello, I'm Laura Ellis, and this is Because There's More, the show that takes a closer look at decision-making. The decisions that we actually make, hundreds of them, every minute of the day, and sometimes we're not even aware that, that we make them. So I'm here today with Kevin Layton, who's an expert in digital marketing. And just before the break, Kevin, you were telling me about the uh, two key challenges that um Clients of all sizes, organizations of all sizes um, uh, come across. Tell us more about that. Uh, thanks, Laura. Uh, first, the first key challenge is what we call the one and done. They're, they are people who try a campaign, and because they don't get any phone calls and you know their, their sales don't go through the roof because of that one campaign, they believe the marketing doesn't work. The results depend on your foundation. And most importantly, the strength of your brand. And in other words, you have to be a trusted source online before most people will give you a credit card number. And in brick and mortar, location, location, location is what makes a business successful. It's no different on the web. That location is page one of any Google search. And, um, and that actually is the location that's the most important. The second challenge, and the reason for many one-and-dones, is educating salespeople to set proper expectations. In our world, there's nothing more, worse than facing a customer that has a campaign that they aren't happy with. However, we have an example of one of our customers that had a, a somewhat of a rogue sales guy who was totally gung-ho to sell a campaign for a charity fund run. It was a great cause. But he promised his customer that 70 people would show up at a 10K run with a single e-blast to 10,000 people. What's worse is the campaign went out two days before the event. And as you know, if you're a runner, <laughs> understanding that two days before an event, it's not enough time to actually even prepare your schedule, let alone prepare your mind. And so that campaign went out. And, and the results were not there, and it was really because the campaign just wasn't real, realistic. And instead of doing what we teach, 
which is the be consistent and be persistent, he caused a lot of stress for himself, his legal team, and for everyone involved. Now, this was an extreme situation, but we see that a lot where people's expectations are set on one thing, and the reality is that it takes time and effort to get people to understand who your brand is, what you stand for, trust you, before they're ever going to give you their credit card number online. And this is yeah. the same for any industry. It's not just the digital world. Yeah. And do you have, like, uh, again, because we live in this world of people want the answer, like we want it now. So let me not try. I just want to know exactly what's going to take or how much or how long. Any sense of what's a feasible amount of time that will take someone to build a brand uh, online? Um, I think that that really does depend. I, I think a lot of it does depend on on first your mindset and how clear you are and how um, how important your service or product is to solving a problem for a particular individual. And and as individuals, we we don't like to be sold to, and yet. So many businesses are really screaming, buy me, buy me, buy me, rather than um, explaining what problem that they can solve that is real for a person in a given situation at a given time. And so I think it's really important to talk about not your product, but what problem you can solve. What's your offer to solve a person's um, need, want, desire problem? Yeah. And so, that's mindset, right? Yeah, absolutely, co- completely. And and because I uh um I can't help thinking of the challenges that I have as a as a small business. Um I'm going to ask you this question. How often do you find that uh, do you work with clients who's um uh, who are not necessarily serving uh solving sorry a problem that exists, but more so they are helping the client or their customers um end up having a problem. So it's more of an anticipatory uh, point uh, of view and, and knowing that we all react to um, the information that the environment gives us, it makes sense that we're a lot more transactional and focused on what we need to put, the fires we need to put out or the problems that we need to eliminate, the barriers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And And I guess for me, the one that hits home is I, I didn't really know that I needed uh, an Apple Watch to solve my problems, and I haven't bought one yet. But yeah. when it first came out, I said, oh, that's the last thing that I needed them to, to actually develop. And then you start to hear all the stories about the cool apps and, and how it actually helps with fitness and with your health. And, and suddenly I'm like, huh, <laughs> okay, I didn't know I had that problem, but maybe I do. And so it's a great example, right, of actually creating a need in a niche where there wasn't previously any kind of a, of a product that did that. Yeah. And, and what I heard there, uh, Kevin, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that uh, the importance of sharing, the importance of the provider of sharing stories of what it did uh, for people. And, and Apple is brilliant uh, at that because I, I remember, you know, every time they put a product out, they first tell everyone what it can uh, do for them. So did I understand correctly in your example? 
Exactly. And, and it's, it's directly applicable to what we're doing with data dynamics. We've heard our customers talk about the issues that they have with um, explaining and selling digital marketing uh, to their clients. And so we did a bunch of research and put together the book to solve a, a problem for them that they were describing to us. But the reality is that we solved pieces of that puzzle for them, but we gave them a resource that they can use to help train their sales folks to do better. And so we've given this away to them. We're printing it and putting it on their desktops. And it really is our part of giving back um, to be their trusted partner and advisor. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I come across all the time is all those amazing initiatives. And, and there's no doubt uh, whether it's digital marketing or another um, initiative that the organization engages in. There's rarely any um, valid and reliable way of measuring uh, success. So how, what have you found? Well, I find that companies actually measure it poorly. Um, and in my belief, it really needs to be measured in terms of lift, in terms of lift on a web traffic or store traffic or year-over-year -year revenue. But everyone wants to measure every individual campaign on its individual results. And advertising honestly doesn't work that way. Um, billboards, radio, TV, um, and newspaper for years have set the standard in, in advertising. Um, all you have to do is ask a business owner when they stopped putting an ad in a, in a newspaper 20 years ago what happened, and they could tell you that yeah, they had a drop. And um, they don't know exactly why, but they know that they had a drop. And so really measuring your advertising spend in terms of lift and getting your word out and, you know, increase in calls, increase in web traffic, increase in, in um, inquiries, that's really when you know that your advertising is working. And we call them micro-conversions. A macro-conversion is somebody gave you their credit card. It takes a whole bunch of micro-conversions to actually build the trust online before someone's going to give you their credit card. Yeah, that's an amazing insight and, and a very, um, I think, important lesson uh, for, for people to take away that uh, stay away from measuring one initiative um, at a time because um, it's, uh, again, the, uh, the sum of them all that creates a greater presence that will ultimately translate into, into business. Do you have a, a process that you take your clients uh, through and, and what is it? We do. We, um, we have a simple five-step process for working with us. It starts with training and a campaign proposal. And then step two, they place an order. Step three, it's tested. And then step four, it deploys within three days. And finally, in step five, after seven days, we follow up with a detailed report of how the campaign performed. Um, that really is the crux of it. Um, but it all starts with us training what our product is and, and how to sell it. Yeah. And do you, um, again, I think I heard some of the things uh, repeated by you um, throughout, uh, but I think it's important to give them the appropriate uh, emphasis. So what are some of the most valuable lessons that you picked up from your experience that you'd like 
our audience and, and clients to have in general about uh, digital marketing campaigns? I would say that, you know, with the number of campaigns we execute, and that's in the thousands a month, and the results we see, the best advice that I can give to anyone looking to spend money on digital advertising is, before you start, be sure to create a strong foundation. That involves three things. Number one, establishing your brand and messaging and being consistent to be recognized. Number two, make sure your website, landing pages, your links, your offers, everything is working, and make sure you've done your research on the intel of who your best clients are and the best channels to reach them. And three, plan for a 12-month digital campaign at whatever size, so size it to fit your budget, but plan for 12 months. That'll produce a better return on investment. Yeah, and and that's uh, again for me who hasn't really worked with a digital marketing expert like yourself. Uh, it's important to know because again, uh, you know, being uh, overly optimistic and and sometimes being impatient, seeing the results, you kind of exactly what you said. You give up uh, before long before um, you should give up because you haven't seen the, uh, the results. You, um, I know that you have some amazing recommendations to make for everyone. We have about four minutes to the close. What would they be? Um, I guess really there would be three key steps. I would say, number one, don't, ever over, don't oversell. Everyone out there is shouting, buy me, buy me. And, and you're just getting lost. So if you give value instead, your customers will trust you, listen to you, and, and come along. Um, number two, I've said it a, a few times, be consistent with your brand and message so that you're recognized. They don't see your face, but your brand is your face uh, behind, that, um, behind your exterior. So find a way to get attention by rising above the noise with your brand. Um, do something, you know, generous. Do something cheeky online. Um, try to find a way to distinguish yourself. Zappos is a really great example of a company that distinguishes itself. Number three, be persistent and never give up. Always adapt and try new things to reach your customers. So. PPC, a bit of social, a bit of email, a bit of digital, blended together, you'll find the right, you'll find the right um, balance between them. And that's what the A-B test is all about. Make two offers. See which one works the best and go with that one. And then make two offers off of that one and see which one performs the best. It really is a bit of trial and error, but you'll tune your sales funnel to actually generate the best results. Yeah, and I know that uh, uh, I'm so curious to know what you believe the future of digital marketing is. W just give me a quick description. We have about a minute and a half to the end, but that's something that uh, interests me greatly to know your opinion. Yeah, so I think one of the most daunting tasks is people say, you mean I have to blog every two weeks? Um, and And that's really tough to get people to do, but if you can write up, an entire year's worth of material in advance and then put it into a marketing automation platform so that your message is there and in the event that you actually get a reply from a from an email or a 
display or banner ad, you can follow that up in an automated way with the next level of uh, offer in your sales funnel. That's the future of it's here today, but that across the board is one of the most important things that's going to take the stress out of digital marketing. And then last thing is omni-channel analytics. It's getting a view of how all of the different channels are performing so you can see the total lift and the total return on your, on your investment. Thank you very much, Kevin. Thank you for an amazing show. I hope you had a good time. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I took notes. And uh, everyone out there, I think you should go back over and over to listen to uh, Kevin's insights because there's so much value in there. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, Kevin. Thanks, I appreciate you. Thank you very much. I can't wait to read the book. And for everyone out there, um, please join us next Monday at 9 a.m. EST when we'll have another great guest to talk about uh, change management in organizations. Have a great week. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Because There's More. Join Laura Ellis again next Monday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to tune in, because there's more.